Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Step Into Your Sunshine. This is your host, Rachel Kudron, the Etsy boutique owner of Kudron's Curiosities and RC Copywriting. Today, I have a wonderful lady to share with you, and I would love for her to introduce herself. Hi, so my name is Tamara Sirkasun, and I live in the southeast of Ireland. I'm a mom to two boys and one adorable little fur baby. Thank you so much, Tamara, for sharing that with us. So let's dive in right now. What were some of the defining moments in your life that shaped who you are? Um, I would say, I would actually say my diagnosis has been the defining moment in my journey to who I am now. Um, I've, while it was incredibly difficult to get, I found it very liberating because my world suddenly made sense and it allowed me to kind of step out of my comfort zone and explore new things. Hmm. And so when you talk about it being liberating, I think that is something that a lot of us can relate to, especially if we've gone through life, whether that's mental or physical illnesses that you feel like it doesn't make sense or you feel outside of your body or why does this keep happening or why do I have these thoughts or uh, why do I keep putting myself in this uh, position or I'm really young. Why do I have all this pain? And so many times when people have gone through that path or down that path, then having a diagnosis is really helpful. It finally makes everything come into alignment. It comes into the light and it's like, oh, I understand myself better now. And for me, I have yet to receive a diagnosis, but um when I was going through some of my own personal experience with physical health is um, in my mid-20s, all of a sudden, I had an onset of pelvic pain that was unexplainable. It uh, just most certainly happened overnight and then continued for about eight to nine years. Unexplainably, I don't know why it occurred, don't know what happened, uh, but it changed the entire outlook of my life, my marriage, and what I was or wasn't capable of. And I remember going from doctor to doctor, gynecologist, urogynecologist, pain management, uh, uh, people that specialized in arthritis, um, neurosurgery, all types of things, trying to figure out why do I have this pain? And what they ended up doing is rather than actually looking into why I'm experiencing these things, it was just kind of medicate me. Um, And in my mid-20s, I was at a friend's house and I was getting myself ready for the day. And she had mentioned, she was like, oh, you take a lot of pills. And I was like, yeah, I take 24 a day. That's, that is my prescriptions. And there was this, this sort of light bulb moment in that experience. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be this person. I don't want to be 50 and be taking 50 pills because I know that if you start taking some pills, then you end up taking more pills because your body um, builds a resistance to the type of pills that you're taking. And so you have to increase for it to be more effective over time. And that was one of those moments where I decided that I was going to liberate myself. 
But every step of the way with the doctors, one thing they did help me with is that when they would diagnose me with a certain thing, then that would be like a little puzzle piece to my story. I would understand it a little bit more. And then that would be like, okay, well, now that I have an actual diagnosis, I know what to do to fix it. I know what to do to handle the situation or what to expect with the diagnosis. And then that helps you um, take back your own power. It's like, okay, I have this and this may happen, yet now I have control. I'm not just a victim to my own body or to my own thoughts. Have you had any of those experiences? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like for me, I can't control my reactions to things. Just absolutely. I can't. If something is triggered within me, I, I can't control the reaction. But I now understand the reaction after the fact. And I'm then able to go to whoever it is I've overreacted with and explain, you know, why that has happened. And it's not that it condones the behavior, but it gives me understanding and it gives them understanding. So I, I, I just found great freedom in that in itself. Yeah. So just being able to understand yourself again and kind of take back that power and um, rekindle in those relationships or where you guys are both building understanding together. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to have an understanding of the different schemas that I live with and how, you know, how they would have manifested in early life and, and what caused them. It's just totally liberating. Like it just it's like somebody's actually turned on the lights and my whole world just makes sense. Um, just things I, I could never understand before. I thought the whole world was broken. I, I couldn't figure out what was going on in life. Um, mm. and, and to be honest, with the career I had, it was a very safe place to hide because a lot of the traits I would have had would have suited the type of work I was doing. So, I, you know, I was able to go years completely undiagnosed. Wow. And so, and now, now everything has come to light. You're quite literally living, stepping into your sunshine and realizing all the things, taking all the parts of you and owning all of it and then sharing your light with us and the world. Absolutely. And I'm having fun and, you know, enjoying creativity and painting something like I would have never have done. Like I would have been one of those kids that was told, you know, the sky can't be pink. You can't color outside the line. So I never did anything at all until, um, until I was in hospital and that's when I started painting and now I love it I just use it to express my emotions and process how I feel about things Ooh, that's something that really touches my soul when you talk about uh, processing your emotions with painting and going kind of to a different space and place when you're painting and I would love for you to dive into that and tell us more about that experience how did it come about and what do you experience when you're painting and how has that helped you on your journey okay so yeah what I do is, depending on how I'm feeling on the day, some days they'll be very bright and happy and some days they'll be quite dark paintings. I never, ever actually know what's going to happen. So I start with my blank canvas and I write how I'm feeling on the canvas. So it could be positive thoughts. It could be anxious thoughts. It could be dark thoughts. And then I just play music and I have different playlists for how I'm feeling on the day. So some of them would be very heavy rock or very dark music. Some would be like 90s trance type music and then I just start messing with the colors and splash and splash and blend and like there is no form to what I do it's just it's just a process I can't even explain how it makes me feel but I always feel much lighter after it and um, and sometimes then when I look at a painting I'm able to 
to put the words on it and say how I actually felt because I wouldn't have known when I started the painting that I felt sad or that I felt, you know, elated or whatever the emotion was. But when I look at it, I can kind of see like there's one I had I had done after a shopping trip and it's quite chaotic. And I can see by looking at it that I actually felt anxious about having to buy a dress. And just by looking at the painting, I was able to name the emotion that went with it. Um, and because my work is very, very abstract, I usually write a little poem to go with it, not to make people think the way I'm thinking, but just that they have a sense of, of the emotion in, in the painting. Mm. I think that is really incredible that you're combining the modality of painting with uh, mental wellness and dealing with those emotions because so much so many times in life and throughout our society it's the idea that we just deal and continue to deal until basically you fall apart and that they don't have the methods or strategies that are needed to cope with the emotions that you experience in your life and that creates much of what we see in our society right now with higher um, rates of suicide, higher rates of anxiety, higher rates of stress. And it's because, in my opinion, it's because we don't have avenues to express those um, experiences or those feelings or the things that had happened to us in our childhood or, you know, the fight we had with our spouse or our the struggles that we're experiencing with being a parent. And I think it's beautiful that you're combining painting and mental health. One thing when you were describing your painting, where you write something down and it just kind of whatever comes about and you're listening to music, that's a, another fantastic modality that you're including. And I remember when I first moved to France, and I have to kind of set the tone for you so you understand. And so the listeners understand is that this was not a happy go lucky trip. This was I had been to France before. I had studied in France for six months. I have a I had a French husband, but I was also three months pregnant. We didn't have we didn't know where we were going to live. Neither of us had jobs. We hadn't set up any of the necessity things in society to function like a bank account or had a car and because we live in the countryside and all of that was unknown and I remember after I moved I was sitting at my parent-in-law's table in their kitchen and I was painting now I had never painted big canvases or really any canvases or anything prior to this moment and I was just like, we're just going to see what happens. And I had all these colors and I had scalpels and paintbrushes and all these things. And I just cre started creating this piece, this work. And I, in my mind, now when you said you look back on it and you can really see yourself or what you were experiencing, this is just 100% me, where I had this picture and I still have it now. And it's kind of like this gray, kind of like whirlwind storm on the, like, beneath and then on top it's like black and it has all these colors and like going all these different directions and in the center I wrote the word interworkings and that's really what it felt like for me was like there's like this person far in the back uh, my life that was 
And then there's all this like black and colors and experiences and like chaos going on in my mind of where do I belong now? I'm not the same person as I was and I don't live in the same place. I don't have the same supports. I don't speak French. I, you know, all these things that just kept building and building and building on top of me. And I still have that painting now. Now it isn't a cupboard. I don't have it framed or up. Um, but when I look at it, it was actually the foundation of transitioning my earring business to something different. Because before I did wire wrapping and crystals, which I still love those, but it didn't really feel right for my soul. And when I, after I painted that piece, I realized that for me, painting inspires me. I, I, it also like quiets my soul. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel clearer. Like when people tell me, you know, meditation or quiet your mind or listen to your interworkings. For me, one of the best times when I can actually hear myself is when I'm painting. And I, and it tells me what direction I should be going or it, tell, it brings up like things come to me when I'm painting about maybe something that's bothering me or something I should talk about or something I should get off my chest or something I should take care of or it helps me process the emotions that I'm going through and I'd love to hear your thoughts about that or have you experienced the same absolutely it's 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 definitely a great relief um, and I think it's it's about letting that inner child out as well and, and letting you know as adults we don't play enough and it's not about what the painting looks like. It's just about having fun. And even if you just finger paint, you know, dipping your fingers all over the canvas in different colors, like it's just about having fun and letting go. Because I think, you know, with the physiology of stress, like when you think back to the cavemen and you have fight or flight coming from the hypothalamus, like it's just nowadays we've nowhere to process that. We can't, you know, if you get a, a, you know a, a, a nasty email and work you can't fight or flight you have to just sit there and put up with it so all this cortisol is building up in your body and it's no mm. wonder like there's more mental health problems and there's more physical problems because you know mental health can manifest as, as physical and um, so I just think it's a great way of having some sort of a release and just letting it out there um, and I'd, whether it be even if it's not painting even if it's doodling or just scribbling on a piece of paper just just being a child and letting whatever it is come out, I just think is, is a fantastic tool. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I think that that is absolutely the truth is just letting it come out and letting your creativity flow. Cause it's like you said at the beginning, it's not about structure or yours aren't about structure or creating this perfect canvas or whatever, uh, you know, a perfectly, a painted butterfly or person or sky or things like that. It's more about it being a freeing modality to handle all the stress and emotions that are going on in your daily life. Absolutely, yes. It, it has to go somewhere. So why not let it go, you know, somewhere safe and somewhere positive and just have fun with it? Yes, I would 100% agree. Now I want to transition just a little bit, but I want to know what are some of the most valuable lessons you've learned throughout your life? Oh, that's a tough one, Rachel. <laughs> valuable lessons. 
I think, like we briefly touched on there, but I think it's just as adults to find something, even if art or creativity are not your cup of tea, find something to be a child again, even if it's, I don't know, running through a field of dandelions and kicking the heads off them or jumping in puddles, but just be a child, find something to have ridiculous fun with and not be so serious all the time. That's definitely one that I'm exploring a lot now because my life was so serious and so regimented. so it's just, yeah, have fun. Find, you know, take those little moments wherever you can, like. And how has, including, you mentioned like being like a child again or engaging in child modalities um, as an adult. And so I want to know how has that experience transformed you? I would definitely say I'm happier in myself now than I've ever been even though I have this, you know, complex diagnosis, I definitely am happier now than I've ever been before. Um, It's just life is more fun. It's just not so serious. Um, You know, my husband has noticed a difference. My kids have noticed a difference. Like, and, you know, sometimes they'll say, mom, stop being so goofy or whatever, because I might just do what they call a cheesy dance in the kitchen or something. But like, it's fun. I don't care anymore. Whereas before I would have been horrified if my kids said something like that to me because you know life had to be so serious and I had to be serious and you know it's it's, it's just yeah it's fun <laughs> yes and I could see I could see your passion coming through because you got you have a big smile on your face and you just light up in front of me when you're talking about it I think that's wonderful and also something that you touched on is that interchild and how that is depicted to your family and being serious and also that kind of struggle between the inner child and the serious adult that you've sort of been conditioned to be. And I think that many of our listeners will be able to relate to that too, is that throughout our lives, I would say that Many of us have experienced being conditioned to be more serious or uh, more corporate, if you'd like, or more presentable in the way that we talk or the way that we act or the things that we say and, and how we express ourselves. And so what was the initial change that helped you kind of break free of those chains of being conditioned to only be serious it was probably my diagnosis and leaving then leaving the corporate world um and straight away I started having more fun like I I had conditioned myself to you know only wear black you know always have my glasses on you know everything was routines lists like nothing could be even in my home life nothing could be done without a list or a routine um because that would cause chaos in my own world I'm slowly letting those things go. But since I've left the corporate world, I've I've just, you know, I've I've done things that a woman of my age, probably people might think, what is she doing like? But I've had a tattoo done. I've had my nose pierced. I've had laser, or not laser, uh, I've had lens replacement surgery done. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not scared anymore because I had tied myself to an identity where, you know, my role, you had to look like this. And I wouldn't step outside of that. 
And I think that's something that's going to hit the hearts of all of our listeners is that we've been conditioned, we've been raised to be a certain way. And then we enter the workforce very typically and fulfill those expectations of being like this or like that. And, you know, all perfect, all the T's crossed, all the I's dotted. And then you go through an experience or you have a child or something significant happens in your life and it's sort of a wake me up moment and we realize like who am I this doesn't feel like me this doesn't look like the person I represent to myself this doesn't look like my thoughts absolutely but I suppose for me I didn't I didn't actually even know who I was or what my thoughts were my my identity kind of I didn't have a strong sense of self or what my identity was. So it was what I perceived the world thought I should be that I tried to live up to. And I never knew what, you know, made my heart sing or what my passions were. I just didn't have a concept of what that even was. So from what I'm hearing, and definitely tell me if it's not quite right, but what I'm hearing is that your diagnosis was sort of the foundation of reminding me, okay, this is who I am, and then I can build upon that and, you know, explore other modalities, explore my creativity, and also understand my reactions, my emotions, how do I process things, Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's exactly the way it is. Um, and it, it gave me the freedom to try and do that. Like I would have never left, you know, the corporate world if this hadn't happened, because, you know, I would have considered that to be a very irresponsible thing to do. But it has been actually a blessing in disguise. And um, it's given me a chance to actually get to know myself and know what I like or what I don't like or to to learn that I have my own personal rights and I can ask for for things. Do you know what I mean? That I don't always mm-hmm. have to be the doer. And it also mm. kind of taught me that, you know, we become too attached to titles and, and you know, identities. Because when I left the job at first, all of a sudden it was like, you know, who am I? I was always saying, hi, I'm Tamara, you know, title at XYZ company. And then all of a sudden it was, hi, I'm Tamara. And then Tumbleweed. I didn't know who or what I was. Um, and I, I'm still learning that. It's, it's, but I don't think that's ever going to be one and done. I think it's going to, you know, evolve over time. Yeah, and I think exactly the same is that it's very brave of you to come and share your experiences and on this podcast because you're still going through the middle of the of the process. But in reality, all of us are still going through the process. You know, some of us might be a little further ahead or further behind, but we're all moving, uh, we're all ebbing and flowing, and we don't know necessarily what new direction is going to come or what new opportunity is going to come or what new decision that we're going to make or what is going to make us sing or feel inspired or feel empowered next. Something that you had just said that also spoke to me was leaving the corporate world. And for me, I had to do a similar thing is that in my mid-20s, when I was really sick, I 
was working as a teacher and I, I taught third grade about nine to 10 year olds in the US in Oklahoma. And I had done it for about four years. And just before about, I think two years before I started teaching, they passed a law in Oklahoma that they all of the third graders had to pass this reading test to be promoted into the fourth grade. And the amount of pressure that the teachers felt if you were a third grade teacher was overbearing. It was actually in my mid twenties is when I first started getting gray hair because of the amount of stress and pressure that I faced every day. At one point I had a principal that had a countdown in, in like the office of when were the testing and what were we doing each week? We had to report to him. And it's just like the amount of stress that he built on top of an already stressful situation was really, really overwhelming. And I know without a doubt that the stress that I was constantly experiencing was also manifesting in my physical problems and making them worse. And when I was in counseling, they, she suggested that I take a step away from teaching. I was like, what? I, I don't think I can do that. And, you know, how, you know, where's money going to come from? I have to be able to support my family. It was just my husband and I at the time. And no, I bought a house. I had a house payment. I had all these things going on. And she's just like, she just finally sort of sat me down and told me very directly, Rachel, things are going to get worse if you continue in this environment. And it was that moment of choice of that I had to choose was I going to very, was I going to bury the things that I had been told and continue on a job that I knew physically affected me and affected my mental state? Or was I going to take my power back and let it be the first step in reclaiming my power of and my journey towards healing? And it was a really difficult decision because I was stressed to the max about how are we going to financially survive. And, but my physical pain had been already there for years and it was getting worse. And my husband was just like, I'm going to let this be your decision. I'm like, no, I need help because I, I don't know what to do. And he was like, you're going to know the right choice. And after weeks of really like debating it and having multiple, what I felt like panic attacks because I couldn't make a choice, um, I finally decided to step away from teaching. And for me, it has been life changing. It also, it provided me the opportunity to move to France. It provided me the opportunity to start in network marketing is where I started my first business for the first time. And it allowed me the space to actually grow and develop into the person I am meant to be and who I am now. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think we all get tied down in in, in roles, like jobs or whatever. And the thought of leaving them and, and leaving that kind of, safe income behind is absolutely terrifying but what is the harm it's doing on the flip side you know and how is that manif manifested in your body is is kind of crucial really yeah and I mean when before I left my teaching job 
I had stairs in my house. I was in my mid twenties and I couldn't walk up the stairs in my house. The pain in my hips and lower back was so intensive that I was, if I decided to go up the stairs, I would just be in immense pain. And I remember that very, very clearly. And so that was also kind of a catalyst for me of knowing that I had to make a change because if I didn't, I could I could see the life that I was going to live. And I wanted children. I wanted to be able to be with them. I wanted to be healthy. And that was really the motivation I needed to actually leave my job because I knew that there must be more to life for me. I'm I wasn't meant to live in pain forever. No, absolutely. Like none of us should be living with pain. Um, particularly if you can at all do anything about it. It's um yeah. I, I I kind of yeah, I just think of the years I've wasted. I'm trying not to look back because, you know, mm. but I did. I wasted an incredible amount of years when I could have been happier. And now you are. Now you're taking back that power. And you're yeah, absolutely, yeah. And like as I said, I, I like look, I, I am in the middle of my journey, but I couldn't be. I've, I've never been this happy in my life. Yes, there's good days, there's bad days, but it's it's much better than it ever was before. Yes, and not only are you taking back your power, but you are inspiring others and uplifting others to take back their power and showing them and sharing with them a modality that could help them take back their power and that is incredibly inspirational thank you thank you no i i am passionate about what i do because i truly believe it works and and i just feel that there's still huge gaps when it comes to you know between feeling not okay in yourself and, and maybe ending up in a hospital with a diagnosis or something. There's just there's too many gaps. And I think, you know, if there was an earlier, inter- I don't mean intervention, but if people had a release earlier in their journey, maybe it wouldn't end up with the hospital or, or the diagnosis. Yes, and I completely agree. And I know that so many others agree. Other people that have been on this podcast so far, we've talked a lot about um, mental health and physical health, health and the experiences that they have had and taking back their power and taking, putting themselves as a priority and allowing themselves to feel their emotions and letting them sit with them, but not stay with them because Throughout our lives, we have several different seasons and they're all passing through though. They're not here to stay permanently and forever. They're a season that we go through. And it's incredibly important that we share our experiences with the world so that people aren't alone, that they know that there's other people that have these diagnoses or there's other people that have had these experiences or there's other people that move out of their home country or live a different lifestyle or eat different things or raise their children differently. When we share our voice and our experiences, we create communities that feel safe to do the same. Um, Absolutely. And like, you know, I love your analogy of the four different seasons, but I, I totally believe that 
if something has happened in your past that's still bothering you and affecting your life now, I don't care if you're in summer or autumn, those showers from spring are going to come back and, and hit when you're not expecting it. That's why I think people really do need to find some way to release, you know, whether it be pent up emotion, whatever emotion it is, anger, sadness, whatever it is, it has to come out somewhere. Yeah, now that is important that we listen to our bodies and what our emotions and what our feelings are telling us and that we you know, we honor those feelings, whether it be happiness, sorrow, depression, anxiety, stress. We have to have an outlet for those emotions. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's exactly what had happened to me. I had pushed everything down, anything that had ever happened in, in my childhood or whatever. I had pushed down and not dealt with it at all. And then when I hit my 40s, it was like a pressure cooker. The lid just came off and I could not control it at all. Mm. which was incredibly scary to be honest I can imagine or I would imagine that that would be a very debilitating time because you would feel like you don't have any power or control over yourself and I want you to know that I know that there's other people in our community and listeners that will be able to relate to you and that they have gone through similar experiences or that they do have similar diagnosis and that you coming on and sharing your story and sharing where you're at in your journey will be a catalyst for them to make a change or to reach out to you or to reach out to somebody in their lives that they know may be struggling as well. I, I hope so. Like, and, and if anybody does want to reach out to me at all and not, not that I'm pitching anything, but if they just want to reach out and have a chat, I would love to talk to people. Absolutely. The last question today, Tamara, it's going to be, what advice would you give to someone who is trying to find their path in life? Ooh, <laughs> that is a tough one. Um, trust yourself and find that child and let that child play. I love that so much. Just trusting yourself and letting that inner child play is that's such an important message for all of us to hear. And so much, so, so many times in our lives that we are taught, especially as women, to not trust ourselves, to not trust our instincts, to not trust our intuition. And that for you, that's a primary concern and desire that you have is to teach people to trust themselves and to trust their experiences and their feelings. I think that it's going to transform the world and our listeners. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'd love to help some. If I could say I helped one person, I'd be over the moon. Yes. Well, I can guarantee you that you will touch more than just one person with this episode today. Thank you. And I thank you so much, Tamara, for taking the time to be on Step Into Your Sunshine, to share your story and experiences. Thank you very much for having me on. I would love for you to share um, your links or how can I and our listeners get in contact with you? Um, so I'm on Facebook under my own name, which is Tamara Sirkasun. Um, I have a Facebook group called Creativity and the Number Two Cam. 
and um, and then my website is www.tamarasirakasoon.com. Thank you so much for sharing. For all of you listeners out there, I would love to hear your feedback on today's episode. Remember that there are new episodes airing every Monday and Thursday, 8 p.m. UTC time, 7 p.m. GMT time, and 1 p.m. U.S. Central Standard Time. Thank you all for tuning in, and I can't wait to speak to you soon.